do you seem so scared? All I wanted to do was play with you. Welcome to Terror Tracks. We publish new episodes every Monday at 2 a.m. EST. Go to terrortracks.com slash shop if you would like to support the show. And follow us on social media at terrortracks.com slash follow. Enjoy the show. Chapter 11 Dr. Fields A building remained at the end of the block. This place looked almost brand new. This had to be it. As I walked into the parking lot, I didn't see any cars. The glass doors on the front of the building read, Dr. Fields, M.D., on it. I entered through the door and was greeted by a beautiful receptionist. Black hair flowed past her shoulders, and she wore a rubber ducky scrub outfit. Her bright blue eyes saw right through me. Hey, I'm here to see Dr. Fields. Dr. Moore referred me, I said. The receptionist smiled. Right this way, sir. She had a beautiful smile. It was a little too perfect. I wondered as we walked back toward Fields' office if they were natural or if she got those veneers. The horrible veneers that cover a train wreck in your mouth but don't actually fix your teeth. Hello, you must be Rick. I'm Dr. Fields. Dr. Fields wore business casual clothes. He stood, shook my hand, and offered me a seat across the desk from him. I sat down with my legs crossed at the knee with a hand on my face. Fields sat and smiled, looking at his notes. I got a call from your therapist, Dr. Moore. Is that right? That's right. I recently got here and... You arrived in town and you saw ghosts. Am I correct? Yes. This faceless thing named Omega was stalking me. I also found a girl named Star. Charlie and Andrew were both alive. Then they just disappeared and their shops were boarded up. And of course, I had a run-in with the so-called Red Reaper. I don't even want to think about what that creep's deal is. What's going on here? Well, this faceless man. Where did he appear first? At the pharmacy. I see. Well, the pharmacy downtown has been closed for nine years. I have no idea how you got in there. Where else was he? The school, the police station, public records, I said. Those places. They hold relevance to you in some way. Yeah, I guess. I talked to Andrew. Maybe if he's still alive, I could... Andrew Valentine is dead. He shot himself inside his store ten years ago. The stress of losing his wife in the school fire was too much for him. Well, that's news to me. Can I smoke in here? Of course. I lit a Marlboro and offered Fields one. He politely declined, holding a hand up, shaking his head. What do you think is going on here? Fields asked. I don't know. You tell me, I said. Why did you come here? I came here for answers. What answers? Answers to what happened here. You should know why by now. Haven't you explored enough? Stop playing games with me, Doc. I don't have the time or patience for more mind games. Okay. What do you know of this Red Reaper? Not much. Just what my ex-partner told me over the phone. A guy with a scythe running around the town like a madman. He shot up the police department, apparently. Fields took out a folder from the center drawer and began tossing pictures onto his desk. They showed the bodies of eight police officers. 
two outside the precinct, and five others in various areas of the station. Fields coughed to clear his throat as he took out another folder, opening it, and tossed more pictures my way. The photos showed still shots from the precinct's security cameras. A man dressed as an officer, holding a scythe and a handgun, walked in and shot everyone. The Red Reaper tale, as you call it, started with this incident seven years ago. By that time, only a handful of officers remained here. They all met a gruesome and unfortunate end by this man. That's insane, I said. For one guy to be able to take out eight officers was quite a feat. It didn't add up. He must have been shot at least once. The average accuracy of officers is around eight out of ten. There's no way he could have done this without being hit at least a few times. Okay, Doc, what's next? Right to the point. So serious. I kind of like that, Fields said, grabbing a piece of candy from his dish. What is the relevance of Star? Fields asked. I sat there thinking hard about my past, the visions, the memories of before I left. I drew a blank. Fields looked with an eyebrow raised. I don't know who Star is. I met her outside of the precinct, and now she's here, I said. Do you remember Sierra McLaughlin? Fields asked. Yeah, I had a crush on her back in high school. So what? Star is Sierra. She is a manifestation of your guilt for not saving her. She's all in your head. This place has been abandoned for years. Only I remain here. If it's only you, then what about my best friend Mike? He didn't remember me much, but he was still very much alive. Dr. Fields laughed. Mike is dead. You killed him. Don't you remember? Wait a minute. I didn't kill anyone. I... You killed Mike. Then you went on a rampage. You made sure no witnesses ever came forward. You shot your parents and killed everyone in town afterward. No, I... You went into a temporary coma and your memory relapsed. I have the files all here faxed over by Dr. Moore if you care to go over them. No, I don't believe you. Dr. Moore and I have made an entire file on you. You have been our greatest achievement in studying the sick mind of a serial killer. I'm not a serial kill... The murders ended with the burning down of the school. You burned it down to try and cover the evidence. The authorities arrested you, and you were found not guilty by reason of mental defect. The judge placed you under Dr. Vern's care, who transferred you to Dr. Moore after his retirement. So, who is the faceless man walking around murdering everyone? It's an embodiment of yourself. The way he killed those people is the same way you killed those people. The figure you saw is not real, Rick. It's your memory coming back. You need to come to terms with it. You caused the decay you see before you. Wait. Omega didn't kill anyone. He took Mike. That was it. I stood up and threw the papers off his desk. You better give me some real answers, or so help me God. The pieces have all fallen into place. Leave now. Dr. Moore is waiting for you. I watched the doctor's face. He was sweating. I wasn't sure if it was from intimidation or he was lying. I stormed out of the building to the parking lot. Star leaned against the wall outside of his office, smoking a cigarette. I know you didn't do it, Star said. What are you talking about, Sierra? You aren't real either. You're just a memory, I said. Star reached out and touched my face. Her soft skin rubbed against my five o'clock shadow, and she looked into my eyes. I'm not Sierra. 
If I was just a memory, could you feel me? She asked. No, I said, putting my hand on hers. Go back and ask him about file 608. How do you know any of this? Please, I'll explain later. Let's go back in. I'll show you. We walked back to the doctor's office to see it was overgrown in ruin. Dr. Field's office door was locked and inside lay papers strewn everywhere. The snow came inside the building, falling from the ceiling. As each piece fell, it lit a blaze. I kicked the door in and we went into Field's office. Ashy footsteps came from the hall and at the doorway, Omega appeared. You should see with more than your eyes, Omega said. What are you? See for yourself, it said, disappearing. We went to the doctor's cabinet and pried it open. I searched for the file and found it near the back of the drawer covered in dust. The file had not been opened in a long time. I held it in my shaking hands. I hesitated, took a deep breath, and tried to regain my focus. Star stood next to me as I opened the file. It was a blank page. What the hell is this? I said. Wait for it. We both looked at the page as letters slowly started to appear one by one. D. E. M. O. R. A. Words appeared at the bottom in smaller text. Answers can be found if you look hard enough inside yourself. The file's edge caught fire and I dropped it onto the desk. Within a few seconds, it was gone. We walked out of the office and I sat on the bench outside. Star sat next to me and put her hand on my lap. What happened here? I still don't know what to tell the chief, I said. I have a confession to make, Star said. I glanced at her. All right. He was right? You're all in my head, aren't you? No, no, I... I have precognition. I can take you into a fragmented version of the past. I just wanted to help you, I swear. I promise, none of the creatures that attacked you were mine. I'm not a necromancer. I can only project you into the past, like seeing a video of it. I figured it would be useful. Please, don't be upset. I looked over at her. Her eyes welled up with tears. I put my arm around her and leaned back. She put her head on my shoulder and tears soaked my shirt. Hey, look, I'm not mad. You did well. It's all right. I'm going to go to Demora. Go home and rest. I'll handle it. I stood and felt her grab my arm. She pulled me close and pressed her face against my back. No, I'm coming with you. You go, I go, she said. I turned around and she hugged me. She buried her face in my chest, crying. Why? I... I can't explain it right now. Please take me with you. All right. If anything gets hairy like this again, though, let me handle it. I don't want you getting hurt. Star looked up and put on a weak smile. We walked to the train station, more determined than ever to find the cause that destroyed Norcastle. We boarded the train and left for Demora. Star knelt down to tie one of her boots in the hall a few feet behind me. I came up to our booth with our seats and slid the door open. The window was open. A crow with blood-red eyes looked at me and then flew out the window. Definitely a bad omen. Star tapped my shoulder. Something wrong? She asked. I looked at her, trying to keep my cool. Yeah, just processing everything. I sat down in the window seat and she sat next to me. 
The now-leaving-Norcastle sign passed by the window. I knew this was only the beginning. I leaned back. The red leather cushions weren't comfortable, but I was too tired to care. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow us, go to terrortracks.com follow. Also, please check out our Patreon where you can get cool merch, writing lessons, and other awesome rewards starting at $5 a month at patreon.com slash terrortracks. See you next week. Goodbye for now.